Oh, let's think today about God's Word, how it affects our lives. And you know what else we're going to see today? Oh, I like this part. How it affects the lives of children. What do you think Jesus' attitude was toward children? Same thing it is today? <laughs> We're going to show you what that is today, right here on New Hope Radio. So glad you joined us today. I want you to think about it. With all that's going on in the world today, and there's a lot of weird stuff going on in the world, isn't there? There certainly is. I believe it's brought us to the forefront of the importance of children and also, here it comes, training them for adulthood. I think that's the missing ingredient in modern society today. Children are not being trained for adulthood. As I look into what is happening these days, I see a lot of children They've supposedly grown up, okay, they're adults, supposedly, right? They've reached adulthood chronologically, but without any training on how to be adults. There's something wrong with that. Oh, yeah. We're in a series entitled, Let's Meet Jesus Again for the first time. <laughs> Today we're going to see a side of Jesus that includes children. And it's a really important message. You know why? Because there's something happening to children today. They're being victimized. They're getting the short end of the stick. It's not right. It's not right. We need to see what Jesus says and how he feels about children. Okay, now we know that Jesus was known for reversing um, normal values. He did some things. He kind of turned things around, flipped things upside down, you know, when he was on the earth. He plucked grain on the Sabbath. The, the leaders said, you know, plucking grain, that's considered work. You don't do that. And he did it. He forgave adultery. When the leader said, oh no, you're going to kill them when they do that. Jesus forgave it. He ate with sinners. When the religious people said, you don't eat with them, they're sinners. Jesus ate with them. He spoke with women in public. Even when their society and their culture said, you don't talk to women in public. <laughs> Jesus did. You know what else he said? He said something that I think people really scratch their heads with. Children... We're role models. Children were role models. I think they really scratched their head on that one. He would say something like, no one is greater than a child. Like, wow. No one is greater than a child. Jesus, what are you talking about? These little kids. No one is greater than a child. We're in Mark chapter 10. We're going to set the scene. Verse 1 tells us that Jesus and his disciples... They were out for a walk. They were walking toward Judea. They were up north in Capernaum. They're heading south, going toward Judea. And as you probably know, when Jesus walked somewhere, it was never alone. Crowds always followed him. He never got a break. Because you're Jesus. Crowds always followed you. 
So on this particular day, many moms and, you know, probably some dads too, they were following him. And it tells us in verse 13 of Mark 10 that they were bringing children to him so that he might bless them. They brought the kids for a blessing. Why they do that? Because it was customary for parents to bring their children to distinguished rabbis for a blessing. That's why they did it. And they'd ask the rabbi to pray a little prayer, a prayer blessing over the child. Now today, in our churches, we do something different. We do here at New Hope what's called a baby dedication. And it's where we kind of pray for the parents and get them to commit to uh, raise up their children to know Jesus. You know, it's their vow to do that. That's a blessing for the kids if they have parents that raise them up to know Jesus, right? So I like what one writer said. His name is William Barclay. Pay close attention to what he said. He said, But this consecration of children to God seems to have grown out of use. In other words, it doesn't go on anymore. It is no wonder that that the great mass of children are so wicked. (laughs) Wow. When so few are put under the care of Christ by humble, praying, believing parents. He said, let every parent that fears God bring up his child in that fear. Well, isn't that true? Let every parent that fears God bring up their child in that very same fear. You know, we're in a generation where kids don't even go to church anymore. They don't go. You know what that's going to lead to? Disaster. So now we've got Jesus heading down to Judea. Parents are coming. Oh, Rabbi, teacher, bless my child. And then, uh uh-oh, the disciples don't think it's such a good thing. They don't like it. It says the disciples rebuke them. It's not a rebuking the parents. Now, it's not that the disciples were bad. They weren't bad. They weren't evil. But they made the same mistake that most people make. And you know what that mistake is? Children are not that important. Whoa. That's the mistake. Children are not that important, or at least not as important as some other things. They thought, wait a minute, this is Jesus. He doesn't have time for kids. He's got souls to save, miracles to work. Ah, he's got demons to cast out, multitudes to feed. He's got some really important things to do. Don't let the children get in the way. Keep them away. Today, the spirit of the disciples It still lives on, you know that? You know what lives on today? And the kids suffer? People go in the store. Sometimes they even go in the casino. And they leave their kids in the car. And some kids die. Young moms go nightclubbing without leaving a babysitter. And some kids escape. They go looking for their mom. Parents spend more money on things then their child's training and education. And some kids grow up and they break the law. Let me tell you something about education. 
When you commit your children to public school education, do you know what you're committing them to? Do you know? Do you know what they're being ingrained with? I wonder how many parents really know. I would say most parents don't know. You don't know. You just put them off on the school. They'll do their part. And the parents, you know, they justify not sending their kid to a good Christian school because, well, you know, we can't afford it. But whoever thought we'd be paying between $100 and $200 a month just to watch TV? Just to watch TV? I mean, are you kidding me? If it wasn't for Jesus, children would never be brought to the forefront. What Jesus did for women and what Jesus did for children, no one ever did. Women were considered property, second-class citizens. Children were considered in the way. And Jesus comes on the scene. He says, no, I'm going to fix all that. Women deserve a higher place, and children should be valued. That's Jesus' attitude. So in verse 14, when Jesus saw this, he was indignant. The word means greatly afflicted. You know what afflicted means? Hurt in the heart. It hurt him in the heart when the disciples tried to chase away the parents from bringing their children to him. You know, there's no pain like heart pain. Would you agree? You can bang your thumb with a hammer and that'll go away later, but heart pain? Heart pain goes deep. Sometimes it lasts a long time. And that's what Jesus felt when he saw the misunderstanding disciples chasing the parents away. Jesus once said, Whoever causes one of these little ones who believe to stumble, oh, it would be better for him if a heavy millstone hung around his neck and is thrown into the sea. I'm like, whoa. <laughs> wow. Now, when Jesus said that, it was re with regard to a new convert. But based on what he sees in children, I wouldn't hesitate to make the application to young children as well. See, new converts are considered children, but little tiny people are considered children too. So I would make the application. Children are under attack today. They are. They're under attack. Your kids are under attack, and many of you don't even know it. Let's go back to the government schools. It's not any longer education. It is now propaganda. That's what they are. They're propaganda mills. And the government schools, in many cases, are become, becoming the enemies of our children. They promote things that would make adults blush. They promote a way of life that is contrary to the Christian way of life. They, as a matter of fact, many of them attack the Christian way of life. They, they attack the very things that you hold dear. And they tell your, that your children that you're wrong. They tell children it's okay to experiment with sex at a young age. They tell young girls it's okay to get an abortion. You don't have to tell your parents. We'll take care of it for you. It's propaganda. They're confusing them with regard to their own genetics 
their own gender. Little boy says, I'm a boy. Little girl says, I'm a girl. School comes along and says, you know, maybe you're not. Let's wait a while. Let's think about it. Try the other way. Let's see if you like that better. It's a satanic system. Be very careful. Be involved. Be aware of what goes, goes into your child's little soul. The entertainment industry, I get it. Completely immoral. A generation or two ago, the things that are in, in, in entertainment, they'd never be accepted. Nowadays, they're promoted. Man, I can't believe the language. Like, where's, where's the FCC? Words. On regular primetime TV, I mean, they say things like, really? Wow. And it's okay. You know why? Because all the potheads from the 60s are now running the country. That's the problem. The potheads from the 60s, my generation, are now running the country. And they're still stoned. <laughs> they haven't come down. They're making all these crazy laws. Another problem with children is absent fathers. When you have an absent father, you don't have a role model for a little boy. He doesn't know how to be a dad. He doesn't know how to be a man. And then, of course, we've got those good old video games where they just dull kids to violence and the, and the devastation of violence is removed because it's just a game. So Jesus, he loves the children. Satan's system hates the children. The disciples didn't understand the value of the children. So Jesus comes along. And he loves the children. And he responds to the disciples and he says, Hey, you guys, permit the children to come to me. You know what that means? Send them to me. You send them over. And do not hinder them. In other words, don't get in the way. You know why, disciples? For the kingdom of God, it belongs to such as these. Oh, yeah. yeah. These kids are getting in, let me tell you. And not only these kids, but those like them. And then he explains it in verse 15. And I love, you know, when Jesus explains something and he starts off with the word truly, <laughs> you know what that means? Emphatically. It means you better listen. He said, truly, whoever that means anyone and everyone. Whoever, I don't care who you are, I don't care what you are, I don't care who you know, whoever does not receive the kingdom of God like a child will not enter in at all. You ain't getting in. See why we said children are a role model? Because you got to be like them, here it comes, if you want to get into heaven, you better get rid of your stuffy self right now because <laughs> you ain't getting in. No, you ain't getting in. You're going to become like a child. And then verse 16, Jesus put an explanation mark here. In other words, he's going to, he's going to demonstrate something to show how valuable children are. And you know what he's going to do? He's going to do something. Here it comes that children need. Oh, children need this. You know what it says? 
He took them in his arms and he began blessing them, laying his hands on them. Jesus hugged the children. He's hugging them. He's holding them. He's being personal with them. Jesus invites what many adults push to the back. They push the kids to the back. Remember remember growing up, all, all of you that are my age, remember growing up, Thanksgiving dinner when you had company? We got the adult table, we got the kids table. <laughs> remember that? All you kids, you sit on the cod table. You sit at the cod table, right? And the adults, we sit at they, they sit at the big table. Yeah. You know what I did when our kids were little? I sat at the kids' table as the parent. You adults, you can go sit at the big table. I'm going to go sit with the kids. And I'd sit at the cod table with the kids. <laughs> it was much more fun. Oh, yeah. So, you know, we, we just have a way of, like, pushing the kids off to the side. So Jesus loves what many adults don't have time for. Ain't that a kicker? How did that happen? Jesus hugs what many adults do not value. Kids need contact. They need a touch. Kids need to know that they're valued, that they're even noticed, that they're important. And I don't mean by buying them things and giving them things, because those things just become babysitters. No, they need the personal interaction. That's really what they need. And I want to say to all you churchgoers out there, that when you have teenagers in your ministry... Don't walk by them without saying something. Build them up. Encourage them. They're trying to find themselves. 13, 14, 16, 17 years old, whatever. Say, you know what? I'm so glad you're here. I'm so glad you want to learn about Jesus. Because he knows you and he loves you. And, and shake your hand and make them feel like, yeah. I'm, you know, even in church, kids can feel unimportant. They can feel unnoticed. And you know what happens? If that happens too much, they don't come. They don't come. Because a lot of adults come to church because we get that relationship. We get that fellowship. We get, we get that feeling of, hey, somebody does care. But, you know, the teenagers, the young people in church, they need to get that too. And they don't need to just get it from each other. They need to get it from the adults. The adults need to just stop for a second. Stop being so busy, even in church. Say, hey, good to see you. I'm so glad you're here. Goes a long way. That's what Jesus is doing. See, see, Jesus, the disciples thought Jesus was too busy. Oh, man, he's Jesus. He's got way too much to do. And Jesus said, stop. This is, part of what, this is part of what I came to do. Bless children. Take them in my arms. Hug them. Show them the love of God. This is what I came to do. He didn't just come to show the love of God to sinners. And he didn't just come to show the love of God to the lame and the blind and the demon-possessed. He came to show the love of God to children. To show them, because see, they're not, children are very smart. Oh, they're not dumb. 
they're very smart and they're very observant and they're like they're like they're like little sponges yeah they absorb they absorb their environment if it's a good godly environment they'll absorb it like a sponge but if it's a harsh chaotic environment they can absorb that too and they'll become harsh and they'll become unstable so what environment are we creating for our children so the environment of the government school man I'll tell you what it's not a good environment and not what they're getting in most cases not good really consider Christian education for your kids make the sacrifice five six hours a day they're being indoctrinated you want them indoctrinated with the cosmic system and you want them indoctrinated with the kingdom of God which one Jesus says bring the children do not hinder them from coming to me see this scene tells us the kind of person that Jesus was he loved children and you know what else children loved him oh I'll bet when the kids saw Jesus coming down the road they ran to him they loved him because you see love when you love someone love comes back when you love children they love you back there must have been a kindly spirit about Jesus he must have smiled easily and laughed often think he was that kind of guy I do I do why wouldn't Jesus smile easily and laugh often why wouldn't he he had all the reason in the world to he was God he knew who he was he knew what he came to do and he knew where he was going that's enough to make you smile easily and laugh often as an old Scottish preacher I like to read him sometimes his name is George MacDonald and he said he does not believe in a man's Christianity if the children are never to be found playing around his door now that's a good statement in other words what he's saying is if the kids don't like you then there's something wrong with your Christian walk but if the kids like you it's because you are emanating the love of God you are showing them something that they need and they're absorbing it and they like it so they come around if you got kids playing in your street don't chase them away if they hit the ball in your lot in your yard don't yell at them say here catch you know kids are victimized they're victims today don't let them be victims of the church no why does Jesus make the child a role model I got a few reasons why number one humility the child has not yet learned to think in terms of pride and prestige he has not yet learned the importance of self okay number two a child has dependence 
He knows who to go to for his needs. Like a child, a child goes to his parents, right? So Jesus, he wants people to learn as adults, hey, go to God. Thirdly, a child has great trust. He makes friends easily. He's not suspicious of the world and has not learned to suspect the world. Okay. Kids make friends with anybody. Kids make friends with friends. It doesn't matter what race. It doesn't even matter what religion, what color, what creed. Kids just make friends. A man once said, the greatest compliment ever paid to him was when a child came up to him, a complete stranger, and asked him to tie his shoe. Wow. Why? Because that child trusted him. Child has a short memory. He's not yet learned to bear grudges and bitterness. That's why Jesus said, become like a child. This is why training is so important. Every parent must do two things. Number one, train them up in the way they should go. Number two, dedicate them to Jesus. Dedicate them to Christ. Do all you can to show them Christ. Be creative. Spend time with them. Spend spiritual time with your children. You can do that. Spiritual time. That's so important. So, you know, you look at the qualities of a child, I'll tell you what. They're good qualities. Qualities that adults used to have when they were children, and then as they grew up, they kind of lost it. They lost those qualities. Oh, what a shame. What a shame we did that. Need to get them back. Jesus said it. What? Become like a child. That's what he said. You become like that child and you qualify to what? Receive the kingdom of God. Oh, yeah. That's what Jesus is looking for, right? Let's let's grow down. <laughs> Maybe we grow up too much and we need to grow down. Thank you for coming along today. New Hope Radio. Don't forget our past podcast, The Hope Club Podcast. You can get these teachings at The Hope Club Podcast anytime, anywhere good podcasts are held. Thanks for coming along today. We'll see you next time for more of New Hope Radio.